Welcome to Spare Time. The podcast where we recap the month sometimes halfway through the next month. Yeah, that seems to be our new thing. Um, This has been an interesting month. If if you feel like maybe the energy's a little low or I sound a little different, I'm just going to go right out and say it. I have the famous virus. The Two and a half virus. years, I said, I'm not going to get this famous virus. And then it said, it's time. You really made it so far. I made it so far. I, th- I really thought you were immune. I did too. But you know what? I will say like knocking on wood, it's been fine. Like I think that I did actually get a very mild um, version of this famous virus. And for that, I'm grateful. The virus, so, which shall not be named. I'm we also don't talk very about grateful it here that anymore. you're feeling um, well-ish. Thank you. I sound, I would say, significantly worse than I feel, which is fine. But unfortunately fine. for you, podcast listeners, <laughs> um, you're going to have to, you know, experience that for the, the length of this podcast. It's not bad. It's just different. And, you know, Marie, I do think it's kind of funny. Shall we say funny? Because now we will have it recorded for both you and me when we wow. actively had the famous virus. For posterity. I know. Like in 20 years, we'll be like, wow. We can hear ourselves with that famous virus. The very one. Um, Wild. Anyways, this is a podcast where we two friends talk about things that we like to do in our spare time. And my friend is Marie. And my friend is Elisa. Ooh. Hello. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Yes. We talk about what we've done. Sometimes we get existential and talk about how our relationship to spare time changes, Mm. which you heard it here. It changes a lot. Honestly, this might be a good month to go there because I think my relationship to spare time did change this month. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think the way that it changed for me is that I had little to no spare time this Mm -hmm. month which was kind of like the first big month I know that that was really a theme of your summer yeah but for me I actually had a lot of spare time in the summer and September I had not a moment it felt like and that was different and it made Mm -hmm. me miss my spare time yeah and it made me miss my time by myself yeah I totally understand that I had the opposite happen which is that I had spare time like mm-hmm. for the first time for a little bit in September, I was still like reasonably busy. I feel like we'll get into this a little more in October for me, but um, it's funny when you have been firing on all cylinders and then you suddenly come into some spare time. It feels this is when I start to feel the like guilt about spare time that I'm like, oh, I mm-hmm. have this time and I'm not using it. I'm just like watching TV or like feeling blah and I should be like outside exercising seeing like enjoying the weather or whatever um and that's where the the spare time conundrum I I have like a little bit of a spare time demon that I'm like if I'm not doing a million things then I feel bad like the productivity demon yeah it's like the productivity thing and I think it's I mean it probably does all come back to productivity and um capitalism but I also think it's like I have a lot of like carpe i have like uh kind of like carpe diem anxiety you know what i mean like if i'm not carpe diem then i'm feeling like i'm being bad 
I totally get it. I don't want to like skip ahead into the month of October, but as of this recording, it is October 12th. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be real for a minute here. Hashtag be real. Having the famous virus, you know, forces you to really do nothing. And it's not spare time because you are you are actively being sick. But like, I do feel like I had this like crazy week um, where I was busy actually every hour of every day for seven days straight. And then the famous virus was upon me and I had no (laughs) choice but to just like lay horizontal for three days straight. And there is like a sick part of me that was kind of like, oh, that was like kind of nice to like, oh, I totally just have it. nothing to, just, to do and to feel like it's your job to do nothing yeah. and just rest your body to the point because of what you were we saying. never ever have that happen. Yeah. Where I was like, I literally like can't go outside. So I can't I actually can't do anything but what I'm doing. And the freedom of that feels so nice. And then it also is like kind of fucked up that it feels that way because that means it doesn't feel like that normally. Right. Like it's, it's, you need to have the famous virus in order to feel empowered to do nothing and feel not guilty about it. Yeah. When like, crazy. you probably needed to do nothing, even if you didn't have the famous virus, but if you didn't more than anything, virus, I needed it. Would I wouldn't have done nothing. In fact, if I didn't have the famous virus, my day was going to be wake up at 7am, go to my friend Marie's house have a yard sale for five hours, <laughs> go to work for like five hours and then come home at like 1030 and do nothing. Yeah, no, no. And I will say we'll talk about the yard sale next month, but <laughs> I was so tired after. So it's oh really good that you discovered it, that you discovered the famous virus in the morning and not like in the middle of the yard sale because you would have been like hit by a Mack truck on the ground. Yeah. Well, anyways, Marie, I hear what you're saying. Um yes. And speaking of, how did you spend your spare time in the month of September? I spent my spare time. So my best friend got married. My best friend, Maddie, who I mm. talk about a lot on this podcast. One of, we love Maddie I would say, here. honestly, I shouldn't even say my best friend, like America's best friend, Maddie Lawler. <laughs> she is um, one of the most popular girls in the world. It's like I'm sick. I'm not even going to say America. Yeah, it's sick. Um. I think it's it it becomes bad for you at a certain mm-hmm. point. Um but it was very fun. It was in my parents town so it felt very like hometown wedding. A lot our a lot of our best friends were there, like our college friends who are now Maddie's college friends. So they all stayed at my mom's house. The best. I was a maid of honor. So I gave a speech. That was a big a big to do. It was a took up a lot of the the brain waves in September in a good way. It was fun. Um, and then I've been doing a lot of writing in September. I started a job search in earnest. Yeah, um, so I've been writing a lot of like cover letters, which is horrible. One um, of the worst things in the world. Yeah. It's one of the worst things in the world, but it is interesting to like spend so much time thinking and writing about yourself in a way that you don't really do unless you're looking for a job or like applying for college <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um so that's been interesting and I've had a little um creative success. I've and reaped the benefits of some of my spare time of months past. Um if you follow me on Instagram, you may know that I've been doing a thing called sip and submit which is where I, I make myself a fancy cop- cocktail and um submit some poems. Um as a way to trick myself into 
submitting poems because it's not that fun um which <laughs> basically just means like I put together a pdf file of however many poems any given like literary magazine or journal asks for usually it's like four to six um and then you figure out where you want to submit them and just upload them and with a little like uh little mini bio and sometimes you have to pay three dollars um hold on an ambulance is driving past can you hear it yeah but nice it's kind of giving some ambiance a little city living yep um it's officially windows open season here in washington Mm, dc so nice um so yeah and so i did that a lot in like months past which maybe i talked about on the podcast and i had some stuff published this month which was really fun and i'm so proud of you thank you it's been really nice and so it's it's been um a little bit of like self-promotion i guess this month like updating my website and stuff which is funny to do i love it i feel like we've been talking about like spare time came to be in the month of january and on our ride home from a friendship weekend we talked a lot about how marie really wanted to get published more this year so that she could move the needle on some other goals that she has and that's right i just want to say look at you now bitch thank you you're doing it wow that was a great uh a great car ride we really haven't had a like marie and elisa bestie road trip in too long i know but i think winter is like our time to do that you know winter is the best road trip time imo i think so too and it's like time for like your real friends in a way and what i mean by that is yes you don't have as many events and like things that you Mm -hmm. have to go to so um yeah and it's like not fun to hang out in winter so you only hang out with people that you actually want to like make the effort to trek through the slushy cold weather for 100 percent. and we have a lot of winter plans yes we Um, do it was time to be real it doesn't like show you anything on my camera when it's um oh is it time to be real right now yeah you'll see it on yours gosh (laughs) i have to tell you it's not a cute photo of you but i'm being real i'm gonna post it okay thank you i don't yeah, look great that's okay that's the truth i for- i listen it's okay we just want to be real we just want to be real um that sounds like a great september marie yeah what was your september like you know it felt like it was truly five seconds i i don't know what my september was but i do know that i did a lot of socializing like i feel like mm-hmm. september was just like a big month for plans friends etc so like I said I just didn't really have all that much spare time but my time where I wasn't working I was spending Mm -hmm. it with friends I did do a lot of rock climbing and a lot of rock climbing with groups of friends which I really love to do and then makes me happy um and I did make a big effort like if I didn't have plans on a weekend morning to go to the farmer's market as much as possible. Um, I did nice. a lot of Saturday, Sunday, double headers. Ooh. Yeah. I think that September is the best farmer's market season. Um, sorry, month, I should say. And so I was hitting markets all across the city in my spare oh, time. She said, bam, 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 bam. I said, bam, bam, bam. And it brought me a lot of joy. Um, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite products that you can get at the farmer's market this time of year, but September is so special because it's like the tomatoes are kind of still 
lingering, but then you're Mm -hmm. also getting all of the great fall like herbs and veg. Ginger is back. Is ginger gone now forever? Do I miss it? It might be. I'm hoping to go on Saturday. I'll check it out. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. I was thinking about that today. I know. I think ginger, by the way, we've talked about it on this podcast before, but like ginger from a farmer's market is different and it's it's different heaven. It's important. Like that. Oh, good. The ginger that I got from the farmer's market changed me forever. And I will like, I've actually missed it. missed it a couple years in a row now. Yeah. Um, but I would happily spend a hundred dollars on ginger sure. in the farmer's market. Just stick that shit in your freezer. It's good. so good. So good. So yeah, I feel like I didn't really do anything this month with my spare time. Um, but that's okay. Like that's it was good. Also I mean, it really sounds like month. you did a lot of stuff. I was very Me. busy, just not on the spare time front, you know? Yes. Boy, do I. So tell me about your best. What was the best thing that happened to you in September in your spare time? So something pretty important happened to me in my spare time this September, and it is that I rediscovered a food that I have not eaten since childhood. And I think in childhood, I really only ate like, I don't know where my mom was pro- procuring these from. I was like, going to say. Probably Costco. Um, Holy bomb. Honestly, I Kirkland remember them knows bomb. what they're doing. Um, and we're talking about the humble but mighty pierogi. And the food of my people. Let me tell you, I had pierogies twice in September, which is twice as many times as I had had it in the like 15 years prior at least and both times I was like holy shit pierogies bang Mm. um so I had pierogies when I was watching a sports game at a British bar which is an unlikely place for me to be Mm -hmm. um and they were in like a gravy which was kind of decadent Mm. what was inside them um they were like potato and cheddar. I was going to say. That's Those my fave. And then I will say Maddie and Ray had pierogies as a past app at their wedding. And <gasps> it was like, I was like, oh, this needs to be. Why isn't this at every wedding? It was so good. With a little like, caramelized onion jam on top. <gasps> wow. I love that. Was I, so I don't think I've ever good. had that at a wedding. I hadn't either. And I was, I was like, you know how sometimes at a wedding, like during the cocktail hour, you'll like position yourself by where you where the people come out i was like yes i was like chasing the man with the pierogies oh yum that's really an inspired choice yes and there were a lot of good things that happened this month so the pierogies but i had to i had to bring the pierogies to the top of the list Um, it's worth a discussion absolutely yeah i don't think we talk about pierogies enough as a society or on this podcast so you know i'm about to enter a season of pierogies i have actually what we made piroshki different right Mm -hmm. but in the same family in the same family um there are yeah there's like piroshki which are like more doughy and then pierogies which are classic like more of like a pasta-ish I guess outside um I have some exciting news Marie I as you know love a grocery store of any kind when I travel anywhere yes and in the like small independent shops like a la each peach mm-hmm. what I've been seeing crop up is frozen pierogi brands like I think more people are doing small batch 
frozen pierogies right now. Obsessed. Love that. So for you're, me. yeah, it's coming at the good time for you. Yes. Okay, great. I'll be, I'll be uh, dipping my toe into the waters of pierogies more and more as we move forward. Yeah. There's actually some at mom's that I really want to get. So, mm, okay. Well, let me know when you do. In Russian, there's um another name for a type of pierogi is a uh, vareniki and those have cherry filling on the inside. It's like a jam pierogi. Oh. And a lot of people will eat them with sour cream. Very good. That sounds super good. Yeah, they sell them at the Russian food store, which we still need to go to. Yeah, we we really need to do that in a big way. I'm excited for you. Um, I'm going to get the mom's pierogies. You have inspired me. It, I'm going to send you a picture of them when I go next week. It's like um, made by like a small batch brand. And I think they only make pierogies. Okay. Well, listen, I love, I love a brand that (laughs) does one thing and one thing only. And they do it well. Boy, do they. Um, what was your best of the month of September, 2022? Um, tease this lightly, but at the farmer's market in the mid Atlantic, there's a vendor called Atwaters. I think they're like a bakery ish place based out of Baltimore. Like they have like Mm -hmm. physical restaurants there um but at the markets here they usually have baked goods bread cheese and then they do like prepared soups jams whatever people love them um i don't really ever get anything from them except when the season turns to fall and they have a brown butter pumpkin bread and as you guys have heard us talk about this a lot, mm-hmm. by the way, we're going to do our blind pumpkin bread tasting. Yeah, we should put that on the calendar as soon week. as we're done recording this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the only pumpkin bread, with the exception of the Starbucks pumpkin loaf, <laughs> that I genuinely love. It doesn't have chocolate chips in it, um, but Atwater sells it in bunt cake form or mini muffin form and like that to me is just iconic yeah i like i love a mini muffin vibe mini muffin is so good and it has like a brown butter icing on it it's really 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 good so it's back and i'm thrilled about it and if you also live in the mid-atlantic you should get one for yourself they do sell out pretty quickly so go early Um, the other thing I want to shout out, I went to this like street festival in Mount Pleasant. It was like an arts fest, Mm -hmm. but each peach is a grocery store that I literally just brought up, but they have, I think their thing is kind of like meat and cheese and sandwiches and they have like specialty groceries as well. And they were doing these charcuterie cones, which I'm sure like the people of Pinterest have been seeing for years, but it was my first encounter with one. I don't know about those. Oh my God. Like, and it was so smart because it was like. A street festival and people were like walking up and down but there wasn't a ton of food and mm-hmm. so it was this paper cone and inside of it was one of those like really long crackers that's like you know super crispy and good mm-hmm. i think it's maybe like a rosemary cracker yeah yeah yum and then there was like two slices of manchego there was like a few um things of salami there was dried apricot there were marcona almonds there was a slice of um nope no slice there was a um square of chocolate Ooh, and i think that's it it was that's so nice the perfect snack and this is like a very fancy grocery store so it was very high quality everything like all of it was like the best that you would ever want yum 
It was so good. I turned to Erica. I said, I want to have charcuterie cones at our wedding. Like, that's how I felt about it. I thought it was wow. so smart and so fun. Yeah, it's a really, really cute idea. I've, I've never seen that before either. Loved. And it was like truly the perfect snack. Loved it so much. Love, love, love. A charcuterie moment, and we've talked about this before with your personal lunch board, is a really good snack. The best. It's so, so underrated. And I feel like people sometimes feel like they can't just have like, fancy charcuterie by themselves but feel empowered people you can you really can you can and you should because it is a really nice treat and a good snack um i want to make charcuterie cones for our next yard sale we should have charcuterie cones oh cute that would be awesome they were so good um moving on to the worst i am laughing at both of the things that you're putting down (laughs) just because they are funny to me and they are weird together so i have two worsts um I <laughs> it's talk- culture at its finest it's is cul- what it is sure so i spoke about this british sports bar that i was at um the reason i was there was to watch the wnba final um and we had originally wanted to go watch it at an outdoor beer garden called h street beer garden house which i'm like that mm-hmm. is overkill just at, just from the beginning, like you don't need to be a beer garden and a house. Like pick Honestly, one. Honestly, you can't be both. Pick one. Yeah. H Street House or H Street Beer Garden. H Street Beer Garden House, I already have a problem with you. What a stupid name. But they have like 50 TVs outside. We were convening with friends. Somebody wanted to bring their dog, whatever. It's, I know that it's football season, but I was like, it's going to be okay. There are so many TVs. We get there. We're like, hey, can you flip on the WNBA final? And the bartender is like, mm, I don't know. I have to ask my manager. Like, I'm not allowed to change the TVs outside, whatever. So he goes and gets the manager. The manager comes over and he's like, yeah, um, the TVs outside only play four channels because they're for football. And we were like, this game is playing on ESPN. You're telling me that those TVs don't get ESPN, <laughs> the sports channel. And he was like, oh, let me go see what I can do. I'm like, goes, blah, 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 comes back. And he's like, sorry, we can't change the football. We can't change one single TV to play the women's basketball championship game. And I said, I'm going to leave a bad review of this <gasps> establishment on Google. And I did. And I've never done oh that before. God. And it was fun to do that was a little bit of a highlight because if you know me you know that i love um channeling righteous indignation especially when i'm oh yeah when i'm right like sometimes i'm really mad about something and i know that i'm not i'm only medium right but i was right (laughs) so he was that place is misogynistic that was a low are you gonna read it to us oh sure i'll find it oh Um, sure oh sure it's short um, while I, while I find it, I will tell you about my second worst, which is the acclaimed Broadway musical, Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> um, I saw it at the Kennedy Center. Um, can- Hannah got tickets through work for free, which was really nice. Um, and I hated it. I thought it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't pretty much anything about it that I liked. Uh, I thought that the singing was medium. I thought that mo- may, my main issue is that I thought that the message of the play was bad. 
And I think mm-hmm. it's annoying that it's like billed as this, like, and you, you know, take it with a grain of salt, 2016 or 15 or whenever it came out, we were having different conversations about mental health. We were not, we've grown a, a lot as a society in the past seven years. However, I think that like the whole, like you will be found message is undercut by the fact that like, and sorry, if you haven't seen the musical, this isn't that fun for you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into the plot. Um, The whole, the whole message is undercut by the fact that like this, one of the characters was not found and in fact did die by suicide. And the other character is, ends up finding community and like finding himself, but only because he like told an extremely exploitative lie. I was just like, I feel there's something not quite right about that for me. (laughs) Like it just doesn't really sit right. And I feel like the redemption arc for the main character coming back from telling a really horrible lie didn't, he just didn't quite get there for me. And so I was not happy. But it was, I've had a lot of interesting conversations about it. So I guess in the end, it was good. But if I paid $100 to see it, I would have been mad. I was going to say, I'm glad it was free. I actually had a pretty similar experience. I went to see it in maybe 2018, but like after the peak hype of Dear Evan Hansen, Mm -hmm. and I did not see it in New York. I saw it at the Kennedy Center as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people were just like losing their shit when it first came out. And I know it was like a breakout thing for Ben Platt, et cetera. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did feel like people talked about this like it was the best thing to ever hit the culture or Broadway and so I was expecting something different and I remember afterwards being like that felt so underwhelming but also like I felt really weird about it and that's not what I expected to feel yes for this thing that everybody said was so incredible um so yeah Mm -hmm. I I I agree I think the music is like super forgettable and I think yeah it's actually interesting And like, this is not really, I think, what you meant to start by having this conversation. But like, there are so many plays, musicals, what have you that go to Broadway that nobody ever talks about that are so much better than Dear Evan Hansen. And it's kind of like, yes, why didn't you see Next to Normal? Have we talked about this? No, I haven't seen Next to Normal, but I wanted to do. Next normal, came, next normal came out around the same time as Dear Evan Hansen. I kind of remember yeah. and people were like excited about it, but then it just didn't like catapult. In the exactly. Same way. And it's like, I think next normal is like way better, has a more important message and is like more complex. And maybe, mm. maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like, I don't know. Anyways, I agree. I thought Dear Evan Hansen yeah, was like I just boring. Think, yeah, it wasn't good. It was just like. I think it can be really hard for a musical to tackle a complex issue like that. And really like the way that they're not just in, in addition to grappling with suicide and like extreme mental health distress in two of the like six total characters that are on the stage. um, They also like tried to unravel this like very sticky lie. And I'm like, this musical is not, like the their gravitas is not there like you just Mm -hmm. didn't have it just didn't ever have a chance to succeed at those topics and I think like for some people in 2015 maybe this is the first major piece of art that you're seeing that's like outright talking about this stuff and that's a really big deal but I think that it was uh poorly handled to be yeah 
I agree. I actually was just thinking the same where it's like, maybe you are coming from a place where you don't have access to right. conversations or art or even representation of any of the things that were in Dear Evan Hansen in your life. And you are traveling to New York and seeing this on Broadway. And like, that is a big moment for you. And I don't want to take that away from anybody. Um, but I do think for me personally, I felt like it was a miss. And yep. it also made me feel like, oh, maybe it was different because of Ben Platt, but I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't think so either. Um, I found the review. Okay, great. It's, it's a one-star review, to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote, refuse to put the WNBA final airing on ESPN on outside on any one of the 30-plus TVs because, quote, they're all for football. It's giving misogyny heart. And then I went back and I made an edit and I said, edit, I should clarify that the bartenders were perfectly lovely and helpful. It was the manager who refused. Oh, well, I think you made your point. Yeah, I think, you know, I was just like, I want the people to know that this is a place where you should go if you're a girl. Or Or if you're about women's sports. Yep. 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 And honestly, like that was maybe our mistake. Um, H Street Beer Garden House was enough of a deterrent as we right. I should have discussed at the top. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually know it was Beer Garden House. I said Beer Garden, and Hannah said House, and I was like, "You're joking." She was like, "No, I'm not (laughs) joking. It is Beer Garden House." Okay, too stupid. The Um, stupidest. What about you? You have a hot take on here for your worst, huh? Yeah, and I'm actually wondering if I've made this hot take on this podcast before, and. If so, that makes sense. I'm going to go ahead and double down <laughs> and say that Timber Pizza is bad. And I don't know <laughs> if it was always bad or if it got worse, but it's bad. I had it take out this month mm. and it's just it tastes it's like the pizza itself, like the the crust is giving cardboard all the time, <laughs> like fresh out of the oven or 15 minutes after with delivery Mm. And I don't know. It's just like not working for me in such a big way. I think it's gross. I think it's bad, fully bad. Yeah. And I got like, sorry, I I was done. And then I remembered that I had this pizza with like eight people. So we got, I want to say like nine or 10 pizzas. And we got the empanadas, which were disgusting. I took one (laughs) bite and I said, no. And we got the salads and mm-hmm. I felt so annoyed. Like I was like, everything is bad. We are truly like giving it our best shot. And we tried the whole menu, we tried the whole menu and it was just bad. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I've only been once with you and it was like, I oh. remember we remember we ate in, it was like a long time ago. It was probably 2018 or 19. It was uh-huh. at least 2019. Um, and it was like fine. Here's I was what like, I think. The, I don't remember anything about it. I remember sitting across the table from you, and I remember it's cute inside. It's cute inside. But I think that we did not care about the pizza, and I think you actually didn't like what you ordered then. Also, <laughs> so really, again, this one's on me for going back. Um, I think this is what happened. I think that there like wasn't any good pizza in DC for a really long time, mm-hmm. besides what people thought 
was good. Timber and All Purpose. Like, I feel like those were the only two for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now there's a lot of new pizza people on the scene. There and are. honestly, thank God. Welcome. Like, welcome. And I think it's just showing that Timber is can't keep up. And I know it's the Call Your Mother group. Like, they're busy. They're mm-hmm. like trying to expand they have a lot of stuff to like going on. Denver. Um, so I think maybe they're just not focused on pizza anymore. And I know that's a little bit um of an assumption for me to make, but <laughs> whatever. I think it's bad. That's it. Um, what was that little place that we went to on a little grand? Good. So cute. So good. Have you been to Minamale? No, I don't by happily. me. We should go. Let's do it. It'll be it's fun. supposed to be fantastic. Have you? Yeah, gone? I had takeout from there once and I just don't think it's like takeout pizza. It, it like didn't last very well. Wait, is this the one that's like near the Italian? Yeah. Shop? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to go. Cool. I just think there's a lot. DC's there's giving a lot. a lot by way of pizza. And like, if you are coming to DC and you look at a list and it says Timber Pizza, do Ignore. not go there. Disregard. Go to Martha Deer. Go to the Little Grand. Go to All Purpose. I think All Purpose is excellent. Yes. Go to um, Slice Joint. Literally anywhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. I agree. I couldn't right. agree more. Those were some passionate worsts for the month of September. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about my spare time wreck. I can't wait. I may. Please. I got a manicure in September and I'm a regular Polish girl. Um, I did get my first gel manicure ever recently. Mm. And I was laughing because Marie had a gel manicure during her bout with the famous virus and so true. I forgot about that I had a gel manicure during my bout with the famous virus and it's so annoying because like you just want something to do and painting your nails is easy and you're like wait I can't get this off of my nails but I did last night good job I figured Brave. it out um but it was a little annoying but anyways mm-hmm. I got a manicure with regular polish early in the month and the polish was called Deer Sundays. Have you heard of this before? It's like a I have rectangular not. bottle. It's one of those like clean brands. I don't know how clean nail polish can really be. But I was so impressed because I got this manicure. And then I basically like instantly did like 45 dishes. <laughs> then I just I was like so hard on my hands all week. And I got a hot pink color, which like that's going to come off in five seconds. Generally mm-hmm. it stuck around for 10 days with no chip. That's Regular amazing. manicure. This is from what's it that cute place in yeah, Azalea city Nails. Yes. Really love it there. Um, but I think that this brand Sundays, dear Sundays, whatever it's called has the cutest colors. Like the, the selection was, it was impossible to choose and I just couldn't believe how long it lasted. So I know this is, that a, is a good wreck. Niche wreck. No, um, it's I don't a good think wreck. We've ever done nail polish before, but this was like this blew my mind, honestly. And I did order a couple of colors after um, my positive experience, and I will definitely keep going back to Azalea Sitting Nails. It's a bit of a hike for me, but I think it's worth it because I think they have the best colors, and it lasts more than any other manicure I've ever had. Wow, fun! I would like to go there too. So next time you go get a mani, I'll come too. Okay, fun. Um, Okay, my recommendation is if you live in or around a city that the band Muna is going to travel to on their tour, 
you absolutely must go. It is mandatory for you to go see them live in concert. I think that I said a few months ago when their album came out, they were like among my best. There was a big month when like the King Princess album came out and Mm -hmm. Haley Kyoko and Muna, I think all at the same time. This album. I believe July. Gosh, July. It seems like so long ago. Um, this album is perfect to me. The band, I have, I've really liked them for several years. Um, I guess they've been around for 10 years as a band. So I've probably liked them for four. Um, but I became a serious fan in the past year and Mm -hmm. a half. In the Silk Um, Chiffon era. In the Silk Chiffon era. There were definitely a few of the sad, sad, sad ones that were on loop for me, but it was like one of those things where like I had navy blue, I had it's gonna be okay, baby, and I had um number one fan on repeat, and those were the only songs that I knew. But I mm-hmm. listened to them like in a way that was like oh a red flag. <laughs> um so is this before you knew you were gay? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was it was in my like desperately needing therapy era. Mm-hmm. Um but we saw them open for Casey Musgraves late last year, I think, or maybe early this year. I can't remember when that was. I think and they were, this year. And they were really, not. and they were really, really good. And we were like, okay, we're committed. Anytime they come to town, we're going. And yeah. they came to the 930 Club twice in the span of a week. And um, we went together the first time and they were perfect. Like the perfect concert experience. I think it was the best concert I've seen all year. Um. Marie was shook. I was shook. Um, let's run through some of the highlights. They sounded amazing. Their songs can be pretty like dance beat heavy in the recording. So it was really fun to hear them all with the instrumentation live. Um, that's number one. Number two, they are super hot, like way hotter than I was ready for um, in three very distinct ways. Um, They're I giving like- you like so much in terms yeah. of like the spectrum of what people in a band can look like yeah it's giving like non-binary soft butch hottie it's giving power femme and it's giving like little skater boy like it's Mm -hmm. like something for everyone who likes lesbians um and all everyone who likes lesbians was in fact there at the 930 club (laughs) um and it was just like really fun show like 10 out of 10 no notes the crowd was awesome their energy was amazing I think like because they've been a band for kind of a while and they are really just getting famous like in the past year they're like psyched as fuck Mm -hmm. and I think that it's still really like it felt watching them like it still feels really surreal to them which is a fun moment to see a band I Um, love it for them And then after the concert, I did a super deep dive on their social media and they're just like big weirdos. Their friendship is really cute. Um, I'm obsessed. I'm, I've gone full obsession Ah! and I cannot recommend more. Like if you go, like if you're listening to this, go right now, uh, to their website and see if they're coming to us to your city and you should go. And if you don't, agree. you're making a mistake. I was like definitely a fan of Muna and I love their new album that came out like at top to bottom at no notes. I love every song. Um, I saw them open for Phoebe Bridgers mm-hmm. last year and I thought they were really great, but that was kind of like my first intro aside from the song 
silk chiffon. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that they were just like, it was a perfect show in the sense that they, everything was like staged perfectly. The lights were really fun. And like yeah. you said, like some of their songs are a little bit like dance beat heavy, but that like fully added to it in yes. their performance. And then some of the slow songs I do find, and I get annoyed because I love a ballad or a slow song or a sad song. And I, I hate at a concert when people talk, when an artist is choosing to sing those it songs. It makes me fucking insane. I'm like, this is so disrespectful, but Muna performed it in a way that made the audience so engaged. Like, I think it's the audience was bought in, but also like it was their choice in how they performed it, that it Mm -hmm. really worked with the space and the audience. And I was extremely impressed. And like the vocals are so off the charts. Crazy. I don't know how Katie is so good. And like, just she's giving it a hundred percent for an hour and a half and I don't know how her voice doesn't crack or do it's anything. crazy yeah her voice is unlike anybody else's I think she is a really cool tone yeah the tone is awesome um they just released a new EP today like a live EP of so a couple fun. of songs um I thought the the mix of songs was really fun on it mm-hmm. yeah it's called live at electric lady but they released um silk chiffon and no disrespect to Phoebe. I I really do like her voice, but Naomi's voice is also super interesting to me. And maybe part mm-hmm. of it is that like Naomi looks different than what I imagine their voice to be. Yes. I, I love Naomi's voice and yes. it is they're singing the verse, the Phoebe verse in this version of Silk Chiffon. And I would really recommend listening to it. And I love what they did at the end of Silk Chiffon on this one. So too. fun. I actually haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I just listened to the, there's a cover of August by Taylor Swift on there. Ugh. Um, It's fun to me. The crowd goes absolutely fucking insane when Naomi sings that verse live because they really are only doing background backing vocals and only on some songs. So it's like a I big know. reveal. I'm like, we want a song with I'm Naomi like, at the front. I'm like, give me a Naomi solo. I'll, I will die. I, Naomi, yeah. like Katie's voice is objectively incredible. And like, I'm yes. happy that Katie is like fronting these songs, but like, I, I could use a little more Naomi. And That's I mean, my Joe is great too. Well. Yeah. And Joe on the, you know, there are a couple songs where there's three part harmony and I think Joe is really holding her own. So I'm like, let's go girls. I want to yeah. hear punch up those background vocals, switch it up a little bit. I'm ready. It's I like so it. fun. Um, one more question for you about Muna. Yes. Who do you identify with most <laughs> in Muna? Um, I definitely, we were joking about this at the concert. Like what's your big three? <laughs> of Muna like uh, astrologically speaking so like what's your sun moon rising and uh Hannah and I were laughing because I'm a triple Katie like without She's a triple question Katie. like <laughs> I just have such severe main character syndrome which I feel that she also does um and I don't know I'm like there's there's also like a really fun game to play in the fuck Mary kill category for them. Oh, let's not do it. Do. Okay, let's do it. Fine, we can do it. <laughs> I'm like, we're not going to do it now. What is your answer? I don't know. I have to think about it for a second. Okay, let's circle back to this at the end of the episode. Okay, you already know yours? No, I also have to think about it. Okay. I think I know, but yeah. yeah. 
Um, oh, I had one more quick wreck. If you haven't watched the Netflix original movie, Do Revenge, please I have actually please do. Go watch it. I found it super fun. I thought it was fun too. It's so campy. Yeah. Um, you know what it was reminding me of? The the vibes of the politician. Yes, big time. Like the clothing choices, kind of like the style yeah. choices. Yeah, the aesthetic is very very politician. much the politician that's a great call i've been listening to the soundtrack a lot because it's oh really it's so fun. good yeah but really it's fun. very like modern it's like gen yes Z very songs. gen z yeah 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 if you want to feel tiktok famous in your house you can listen to it amazing <laughs> all right moving on to three things you need to know in the culture um the first here is something i am not informed to oh my gosh on. okay so for those of you out there who are not on lesbian TikTok, which that's it's not me. just it's not just lesbians, because I know a lot of straight girls who are getting served a lot of lesbian TikTok, which I'm like, read between the lines. But um, <laughs> there has been like a lot of shit going down on lesbian TikTok. It all sort of started, they say, with uh, Fletcher's song, Becky's So Hot. OK, actually, um, you know who? told me about this i remember now elise told me about this hilarious yes so the <laughs> becky so hot is the song that launched a thousand uh tiktok lesbian influencer couple breakups so they say mm. um but we're gonna focus on one here and that is jojo siwa and avery cyrus two people that you should not give a shit about and yet here we are um Avery, they broke up they were no dating? no they just got together but okay jojo Who is jojo had- dating Jojo was dating a girl from like maybe her high school. I don't know. It's like a okay. some a non-famous girl who became famous by virtue of dating Jojo Siwa. And mm-hmm. Avery was dating a girl named Soph, who is also TikTok famous. Um Soph. Soph. So they broke up and like truly 0.5 seconds later, Jojo and Avery are posting all of these TikToks together. Um, and the teen sleuths of the internet went crazy and it turns out that they are indeed dating, but that is like the shortest possible version of the story. Um, so I'm not going to like give you the whole thing because there's really a lot there. It's like a, it almost, it doesn't rival the Kaler wormhole that you could go down, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of backstory. There's a lot going on. So if you're in the mood for a weird internet cultural niche wormhole moment Mm -hmm. i I suggest this to you i find it quite entertaining and there are some really funny people on tiktok who have taken it upon themselves to like educate the masses on the timeline which is fucking hilarious um but i will link a comprehensive article in here for those interested parties fabulous yeah it's really something you know i'm i'm here in my home for at least another um, I believe five days. So mm-hmm. I think I'll have some time for this. I mean, it's not not fun. It's pretty fun. I like drama like this for sure. And it comes full circle because then Fletcher, someone on her press team is doing a good job because they were all, I think, at like the dinosaur together. And then Fletcher mm-hmm. was doing TikToks with all of these pe- key players. It was, you know, orchestrated probably. That's called marketing, baby. Yeah. But fun. It's all Speaking it's all fun. Of Fletcher. Yes. Privately, Marie and I have been talking a lot about the new Kelsey Ballerini album, Subject to Change, because I 
love Kelsey Ballerini. You might remember that from the Jonas Brothers concert last year. Doesn't matter. But I fucking love Kelsey Ballerini. I have for years. She has a new album out. And all of these cool celebrities are suddenly posting about how they also are obsessed with Kelsey Ballerini. And it makes me feel seen. Fletcher is a super fan of Kelsey Ballerini. I think that they're like really, really good friends. They hang out together a lot on on the Internet. And she I I listen. Fletcher is on her call her daddy this week, which I'm back on that train because I'm I'm really enjoying the interviews. I watched the Hailey Bieber one Mm -hmm. from last week and it was really good. I was impressed with Hailey Bieber. I'll say it. Um, But Fletcher is like, oh, one of my she refers to Kelsey Ballerini as one of her good friends or one of her best friends or something. Oh, my God. Okay. Love that for them. Yeah. Um. Thank you for being our resident lesbian culture correspondent. I love to serve. Number two, um, something I'd like to discuss is the new uh, video content that is being served up to us by the Bon Appetit alum. There are two <laughs> um, specific ones. One is the Allison Roman CNN CNN regular uh-huh. show, which is going to be called parentheses more than and parentheses a cooking show. The CNN show of famed cancellation. I'm I am just ago. presenting that without comment first. I have so many things to say. Here's the but... thing that I, the num I there's so much to say about <laughs> it, but the bottom line is I will be tuning in. Of course. Because unfortunately, I do. Maybe I don't even need to say unfortunately. I like her. Like, I oh think her God, video, I, I think her videos are fun to watch. And I think her food is delicious. So I was in New York last week and I was having dinner with one of my besties, Paul, who is like one of my food friends. We used to work at a food startup together. And I feel like we were talking about the second part of this, which we'll get to in a second. But then we were talking about Alison Roman. And here's the thing. I think I'm actually like incredibly bored by her food at this point like I think Mm -hmm. she was doing something interesting in like 2017 whenever her first book came out and like her second Mm -hmm. book was great but the thing is like she just does the same thing over and over and over and over again and at this point it's like I actually no longer want yeah she's a little bit of a one-trick pony like her vibe the vibe of the food is always the same And maybe there's like something to be said about that. And obviously it's like worked well for her. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, I'm just kind of like, okay, like putting acid and herbs and anchovies and shallots into something like it's, I'm bored. Like I, I don't actually want to keep doing this. (laughs) Very fair. Um, my biggest issue is the title of the show. Annoying. Annoying. More than in parentheses a cooking show like i i understand what you're trying to say and i understand that her brand is like being literal and she thinks it's like cheeky to be yeah, literal. like a newsletter a cooking show yeah like i'm like i i'm following but i'm just like this is a little it's a little annoying right i'm like just try a little i mean it's the same as and we'll get to her it's the same as cook this book like i'm like okay you could you could put forth like a little bit of effort in like naming things. <laughs> like, did you see that she's also doing drink this wine? Like she has a wine line now. 
Yes, I sure did. I'm like, oh, um, we're sticking with verb this noun. Cool. Yeah. So anyways, I will probably watch at first to see what's going on. But I don't know. I just I think like we talked about this a few months ago, but like her like true unkindness is like something that I'm I'm not super willing to like be looking past anymore like I'm just like this person is like really not nice and that actually ruins doesn't work for you yeah it for me um Molly Boz has a new YouTube channel that I think nobody asked for. Like, I don't... Nobody fucking asked for it. It also it has... She names things the most annoying stuff, as we said. It's called Hit the Kitch. Hit the Kitch? Like, shut up. I'm so... I fi- I will not be tuning into this because I do find her incredibly fucking annoying. I find her insufferable. Um, I did tune in for this for all of you, for the science. And it's so bad. I actually think it might be worth watching just to get a little bit of a laugh but um it's there's barely any cooking that happens in it it's like her hanging out with men she apparently doesn't hang out with women it's her and men in every episode interesting and it i don't know it's so weird like it's like them being like ha 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 we don't know how to do anything and her just kind of like making doing it but them. not really yeah it's very weird um I think that she's going for casual and I think what's happening is that it's too casual and as a result like she's lost the plot learning anything yeah it's like mm. if you watch that video you would not know how to make the recipe um that sucks because I do think again like I there I think that she is a talented recipe developer like she's I think got some good stuff more interesting than Allison Roman's like hers have more range Yes. Allison's are literally the same 12 ingredients and everything. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do not like the way that she has selected to publicly brand herself or like how she brands her products. Like, I'm just kind of like, hate it. The abbreviations are cringe. The abbreviations are horrible and the the branding is just ugly. I'm like, oh, Allison Roman's so mean. Look at me going off on Molly Boz and Allison <laughs> Roman. Um, to end this on a kind note, I'm really, really excited for Claire Seffitz's new book. It me comes out too. I want to say November 6th and it's called What's for Dessert. And um, she's been doing some of the recipes from there on her YouTube channel and they so far look awesome i can't wait i i mean dessert person is perfect to me i will say as far as dessert cookbooks go there are two more that i'm really excited about one is um savory baking by as of yesterday oh hell yeah by what's her name i'm blanking aaron mcdonald aaron mcdowell aaron jean mcdowell is that right aaron jean i I love her i find her so charming she's really funny on the internet like i like her too her her new york times cooking video where they like take it's like the kitchen tours one or whatever i don't really remember what the theme is but i found her hilarious and she seems like very relatable um the other one is the new allison roman book sweet enough it's gonna be awesome yeah i'm gonna get it because i do think she does dessert well yeah and she Um, does very like understated like, I think it's like your vibe of dessert, like not too sweet. 
just yeah. sweet enough. And exactly. she does know how to name things as far as books go. I know. So I don't sweet know where enough the disconnect is, a is. Really good title for a book. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. I um. Yeah, I just these these two people annoy me in the video format, and that's yes, that's what I wanted to publicly say here on this podcast. We're going on the record. Um. Okay. A couple other things from the month of September. Um, just for putting a stake in the ground in case we forget in the future, I don't care about this, but to mark time, the queen died <laughs> in, September. She did in September, feels like a long time ago already. Um, and then I'm LOLing cause I think, he, did you put this on here or did I, um, I did today. So I, it's the perfect thing to add because I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about this. The, the butterboard came into existence mm-hmm. in the month mm-hmm. of September, 2022. Somebody that we've been kind of, you know, hot and cold on on the internet, Justine Snacks. I don't know why I just said her name like that. Um, she made a reel of a butterboard, which is actually in a book by, I want to say his name is like JJ McDowell. I have the book. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I'm looking at myself. Anyways, she made this reel and it went fucking crazy. What yeah, she it's does, kind of insane. I know, which is like, I'm happy for her. Like, obviously that's what the creators want. Um, What it is, is she takes room temperature butter, smears it all over a board, like a charcuterie board, and then puts things on top of that butter. Like, I don't know, different salts, radishes, whatever. Um, I think that the butter board is incredibly stupid. (laughs) and yeah. wasteful there's I nothing think, like, that about it that makes me want to eat it no and it's like if i was at a wedding and i saw this giant butter board i would be like ew <laughs> like i don't want to take butter from that because 500 other people already have and that's gross and like in her version of it you're like dipping things into the butter yes but if you're Which, just i'm like taking- butter isn't a dip so it doesn't like work that like you like swipe she's like you're like swiping the bread across the butter board but then i'm like you still need a knife though after that yeah and it's like that's just probably gonna be a little too much butter and it's like if you're trying to make a flavored butter i'm on board for that but that's called compact butter babe like just make one of those yeah yeah like that guy who's making all those gorgeous fucking butters on the internet like every day yeah or you could just put a little bit of butter in a small normal dish and put a <sighs> topping on it. And then, you know, I'm just kind of like, I understand, but I think it's what we were talking about last month where it's like virality has just made food crazy on the internet. And it's like, yes. this is not something that people should be eating, but it looks no. pretty because it's butter with things on it. Um, it's like, it looks pretty. It's probably not that fun to eat. In addition to like being too much better, the person who I will say did the trend right is our friend and yours. It's Holly. Did mm-hmm. you see hers? Mm-hmm. She made a butter board, quote unquote. She said a butter board, but make the butter from scratch and the board is made of bread. And it's like a gorgeous focaccia <laughs> bread with like teeny little dollops of butter with a little baby radish on each little square that and that is a with. perfect appetizer um yep. i think i sent you this tiktok yesterday but it's like this it's like panning to like somebody making a butter board and then it goes yep. to this guy and he's just like <laughs> has a 
like a um container of country crock in his hand and is just like dipping a piece of bread in there and putting it in his mouth and is just kind of like looking at the board like what the fuck and it's like that's how I feel about the butterboard. Yep, that's I was gonna bring up the same TikTok because it encapsulates it perfectly. It's just unnecessary. It's just the internet, and yeah, the that's too bad. Thing, as we know. Well, I think that really did cover what's happening in the culture. Yeah, in we, hit, we hit it. Good for us. So, what's um, coming up? Well, what are you looking forward to? What were you looking forward to in the <laughs> in the month of October? And what are you looking forward to now that it's half over? Well, I was looking forward to fall and I still am. Um, the temps started to drop at the end of September, but they've really like continued to in October, waffling, although it's waffling. like yeah. warm now. Yeah, it's like um, 70 today, which is totally fine. Windows open weather. We love that stuff. Yeah, it's like cool enough. Um, I love fall. I've started running again, which is Woo-hoo. fun for me. I just do not run in the summer months because it's too hot. Why would you? It's not fun. I was in New York um, all the first week of October, which I'll talk about more next month. But that was really, really, really fun. Um, And I'm going back to New York another time in the month of October. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm doing some like consulting for a small business in D.C., which has been really nice and like has been helping me um just think about things that are fun for me which i'm liking so i'm spending some of my spare time it's solid state books um thinking about that and reading etc so that's really fun um and then there's a lot of good music coming out so in the much. month of october most notably the album big by betty who yes. um big the single came out today thoughts reactions I mean, I can't help but feel like this song was written specifically for me. Mm-hmm. It's just like the tall girl thing really is a thing. Like being a tall child, like a really tall mm. child, especially a girl, obviously, I think is weird. Like it's a distinct uh, experience experience that is often that often comes with a lot of like hangups. So when I saw that she was calling her album big, I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be a song about being tall. <laughs> Thank God. Because she's 6'2". She's legitimately quite tall. Um, but the first verse is really I mean, it's it's a clever song because it's about being big as a like in stature, but also like being famous and like being having yourself. like a big life. Yeah. Like it's it's it hits all it hits a lot of stuff for her. I was like, this is smart. Um, but the first verse is about being a tall girl and I was like in my feels about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's so good. And she's really leaning into this like eighties power chords and like synth it's vibes. It's so fun. It's really fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for her. I mean, I feel like she's, she's undergoing like a really pretty major aesthetic shift mm-hmm. as far as like because I don't know if you if you guys are listening to this podcast and you're not Betty Who fans, sorry, get get into it. Um, <laughs> but she was very like her stage persona was like she wore these like colorful wigs with like blunt blunt across bangs and like tiny little sparkly dresses and like very like Barbie, like hyper pop femme stuff. Pastels. Yeah, like really like leaning into the like pop princess of it all. And it seems that she is like really stepping into the way that she actually 
likes to dress herself as a person as far as mm-hmm. i can see on the internet like her all of her looks all of the visuals for the album are very butch um she's wearing a lot of like little lad outfits as we call them mm-hmm. in my house like pol- like striped <laughs> polos and like <laughs> that kind of thing um and i'm just excited for her i feel like she's this is a big pivot and i'm i think we're gonna like it i really love it so far i think that big the single like the progression throughout the song is so smart like musically lyrically it's all there and I just like can't wait to see because also to your point like her big thing in previous um albums or tour cycles has been like she's like I want to be like this pop princess as you said and she goes really hard on the choreo Mm -hmm. and but it's like very like routine choreo a la Britney Spears in the 90s Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, with this music, like, she, she's going to be bringing us choreo, but, like, will that evolve as yes. well? I can't wait to find out. It's going to be so fun to go to the show. I know. <laughs> um, And then I don't know if you guys know, but Midnight's by Taylor Swift is coming out. This is one of the hardest working women in Hollywood. She's not sleeping as, I don't know if as evidenced by the by the topic of this album. Yeah. What do you think? about it um i think that it's gonna be perfect like this is the this is the taylor swift that i like like i like tortured Mm. up at two in the morning taylor swift that's what i'm here for this is do you think it will compete with evermore evermore yeah i think it will compete with evermore um i don't know that much can compete with folklore as far as i'm concerned um Mm. however like she is always outdoing herself and i think that like we're gonna get something that's fun about the taylor swift fandom uh lisa lisa and i are newly um minted swifties i guess i'm i'm Mm -hmm. leaning into it um i've always been one but i was i pretended to be too cool for a long time um (laughs) i think that like we're gonna get a lot of songs from different parts of her life and i think Mm -hmm. that these songs are going to be very like classic taylor swift autobiographical music whereas like folklore obviously there's a lot of fiction on it which i really like um but i think there's going to be a lot of like sleuthing for this album which is fun so like i'll be giving you the lesbian tiktok digest i was gonna say or i'm sure gaylor's gonna connect some dots here for sure is she gonna release a single single from this before it drops i wonder i really wonder like the time is now it's now Cause it's coming out in a week and a half. Maybe she's not. Maybe she's just going to say mm-hmm. Beyonce self-titled, except for she obviously told us it was coming. But also Beyonce did give us one song. Yeah, but not on the self-titled album. She just oh, said flop. Right. But well, I guess Taylor did that with Folklore already. So I, I can't wait to find out. That's Those are two albums that I've been like highly, highly anticipating. Yeah, I'm super excited for those. So I'm excited for the music. What about you? The tunes. Um, I'm really excited for all of the above. I hate to be outside in the summer. So I'm really excited to enjoy the fall weather. I just got a new bike at long last. <gasps> Yay. Um, Wait, is which, this the one from, from, from Peeps? Yeah, from Overland. Shout out. Um, they hooked me up with a really good deal on a bike. Um, that is retiring from the Overland um, fleet bikes, which is nice for me. Um, so I just 
put it together. Hannah's brother helped me and I'm excited to get back on back on the bike. It's like the perfect Yay. time of year and maybe like commute on my bike, which is really fun. Um, so I'm psyched for that. And I'm mostly just really excited to be in DC. Like I'm not going anywhere no. until Christmas after this weekend. <gasps> That's so nice. And, except for, I guess maybe the marathon I'm going to come with you to New York. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm stoked. And I am like when you were talking about the farmers, like I haven't been to the farmer's market. I missed you the whole go. summer. I missed the whole entire summer of the farmer's market. It's so sad. So now that I have my bike, I'm be back. Go to the She's mobile, market. baby. I can't wait. Yeah. It's be, I think it's going to be good. I love this season. I know it's Me like, not, it's like an ice cold take, but fall is awesome. I know it's the best. Um, well, Marie, this has been a treat and a joy as always. September was good to us. Yes, it was. I'm, you know what else I'm looking forward to spending more of my spare time with you. Yes. I was just (laughs) thinking the same thing. I feel like we haven't seen each other in person in 150,000 years. At least. Um, yeah. I mean, as soon as, you know, I'm free from my prison, I will be, (laughs) I will be there. Thank God. Well, on that note, thank you for spending your spare time with us. <laughs>